Hey you, it's me Erica with the Esoterica Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here with me, giving you a quick heads up that this episode is going to be speaking about things I learned in a marriage that didn't work out for me and how it's tied to a wedding that I'm about to take part of in 22 days and how that relates to something that occurred 22 years ago. I hope you enjoy it. Take care. I love y'all. Bye. Hey, it's Erica. This is an invitation from me to you to check out my link tree. It's in the description below. It's where you can find my YouTube video. It's where you can follow me or this podcast on Twitter. It's where you can reach out and ask for a private reading through my services on my website. I encourage you to check all of that out if you are interested, and I hope you enjoy the episode. I love y'all. Take care. Hey you, it's Erica with the Esoterica Podcast. I'm so glad that you have decided to spend some of your time with me listening to me talk about lots of random things. Today I'm going to be speaking about a wedding that I have been invited to that has been a long time coming. Uh, In 22 days, I will be witnessing my oldest son, Caleb, take his wedding vows. That will be the 22nd anniversary of the wedding between me and his father. We got divorced years ago. And um, it just happened to be that way. They didn't plan it. That was the only opening that the place had at the time. Um, Something else that's really interesting about this little story is that the night that I found out I was pregnant with Caleb was really close to Halloween. In 1998, yeah, Halloween 1998, and um, the only name that I could think of that night was Caleb, and being in the late 90s, you had to have a boy name and you had to have a girl name, and the name that I chose for my son if he was to be born a female was Bailey. B-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H, Bailey. The name of his bride is Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. Welcome to my world. Things are weird like this all the time. So um, I got to reflecting on what 19-year-old me not even 19, I was 18 years old when I got married to Caleb's father. What would 18-year-old me want or need to hear from 40-year-old me? So I wrote down some notes and I'm going to share them because I think that they could be useful for a lot of people. So one of the first things that I would say is if you're going to get married, that means that you are accepting that you will be partners in life. So act like it. Being right is a cost that you cannot afford to pay. We'll get more into that in a second. Be vulnerable, be open, be honest. When disagreements occur, 
avoid using phrases that place blame. And instead of saying, you always do X, Y, or Z, reframe it and say, I feel this way when this happens. It removes the pressure. It takes things down a few notches and it doesn't feel accusatory. and It doesn't put the other person in the need to be so defensive. Explain your feelings and reaction to the situation. Understand that time flies. I've already done an episode on time and how precious it is. It was only 15 minutes long, not even 14 and a half minutes. Time flies. So pay attention to what you're wasting it on. I encourage you to stay best friends with one another. But don't force or require your spouse to meet all of the needs that your other friends did before you were married. Make time and space for them. It is good for you. It is good for your spouse. It is good for the marriage. As long as you're open and honest about what you are doing and with whom you are doing it with, things should not be a problem. Make time for yourself because you cannot serve from an empty well and you will begin to resent if you do not fill your own cup. Don't expect other people to fill it for you. And on that note, don't expect your spouse to be the source of your happiness. Your spouse is there to love you and to brighten your world, but it should they should not be the source of your happiness. The source of your happiness should be something that is um, able to be produced within on your own. Expecting somebody to be the caretaker of your happiness is going to end up leaving you miserable. Be upfront with your expectations and what you want in your life, what you want in your house, what you want in your bedroom. Be clear with your boundaries with family and friends. Things do need to remain sacred in your marriage relationship. Not everybody needs to know everything that goes on. Fights will happen. How you respond to them is going to either strengthen or destroy the foundation you build your marriage on. This is where being right will cost you. Ask yourself, is this a total violation of you and everything that you stand for? If it is, then by all means, yes, fight. But is it over Facebook drama, social media drama, friend drama? Just because you're bored, tired, want to fight, need some stimulation in one way or another, then it's really not worth it. Remember, you're partners in life. You need to have each other's back above all others. It's you against the world. Very Bonnie and Clyde mentality. <clears throat> Spend your resources like your, like your spouse's wants and needs are a priority for you. That's to say... It shouldn't just be one person doing all of the spending. 
Money is a difficult topic, but it's an energetic resource. And if you respect it, it will help be um, the nourishment that makes the roots go strong in your marriage. When children come, and they usually do come, they're going to drain everything you have. It will be a beautiful blessing and you will love them with everything you have, but you will be more tired, more broke, and probably more sexless than you've ever been in your life. So make sure that you sleep all that you want to. Travel, have sex, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your marriage before you bring a child into the world. Family planning is available. Use birth control as necessary. There's never going to be a perfect time to have a baby. So waiting for the plan is never going to come to fruition. You can do the best that you have with what you've got. And that's really all you can do. This is one of the great things about astrology. If you know astrology and you're following your chart, along with the transits in the sky, then you'll know when you are more fertile than not. And if you're not focusing on things to create in this world to help you grow as a person and you're having unprotected sex, then chances are you could be manifesting a baby into your life, both of which are great things, but they yield different paths. When, when the mother has the baby, she's going to be feeling very different. Hormones are a crazy thing. Birth does a trauma to the body and the mind and the spirit. Do your best to be a support to her. I'm using antiquated pronouns, but please use what applies for you and don't be triggered. I'm speaking from my heart. Sow the seeds of love in your relationship and they will bloom into a beautiful nourishing garden for you. But if you treat it like a desert, don't, don't question why the thirst is so real. Yeah, um, 22 days will be the 22nd anniversary of a wedding that I entered with all assurances in my heart that it would last. But the garden was treated like a desert. couldn't survive and things are going to be really weird when I have to be there at my son's wedding to see my ex-husband as I stand alongside my current husband I can't wait to see how this is going to turn out 
something else that's really interesting about the astrology of this beautiful day that's going to be occurring. Um, their nuptials begin at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the astrology chart for that time has the moon directly at 20 degrees of Taurus. I will be undergoing my lunar return during the wedding. I purchased a light slate gray dress before I knew what time the ceremony was going to start. And I will be shining like the moon during my son's wedding vows, ceremony, and reception. I'll also be wearing a mask because I believe in protecting other people and protecting myself. Those are the sacrifices you make to be with the ones that you love in the middle of a global pandemic. And of course, this all just stands only if John Bell Edwards, the governor of Louisiana, keeps the um, phase three order as it is right now under current recording, which is November 6th. 2020. I actually have another video, not video, another podcast I'm going to record um, after this one. And since I'm extemporaneously speaking about it, I wanted to tell you a little bit. It's going to deal with the, the solar eclipse that will be occurring on President Donald Trump's Sagittarius moon and the node of the moon in his natal chart um, on December 14th, the Sagittarius eclipse. And I'm going to break down some things that are going on in there that I think are pretty interesting and that I think you would find worthwhile. I hope you're well. I'm sending you a lot of love. Feeling really sentimental today with the moon in Cancer. Be the best partner that you can be and love with all your heart. Tender your garden and it will tend to you. And if Bailey or Caleb ever hears this podcast, I am sending you so much love. I am sending you so many good wishes. And I pray nothing but blessings, abundance, and happiness over your union. I love you both. Bye, y'all.